0: For joining Lighthouse Christian Temple this morning. We are located at 8201 Pearsall Road in San Antonio, Texas. You can find us online at LighthouseChristianTemple.org. We pray that today's word is edifying and that you become encouraged to share what you have learned. God bless you and your family. Now let's get ready for the good news. And here he is living in this time when the Israelites are journeying and the king is beside himself. Balak, which is the king of Moab, he goes to Balaam and he offers him money and wealth to do what? How many of you know your Bible? What did he want Balaam to do? Curse the people of Israel. He was so afraid of the Israelites that he wanted this prophet Balaam. And he said, I'm going to pay you. And I want you to go curse them because I know that when you, when you bless and curse these things happen. So I will offer you all this amount of money and wealth for you to curse the Israelites. Now Balaam refused To curse them. But how many of you know the devil never gives up? The devil never gives up. He kept pushing and pushing and pushing at Balaam to try to get him to curse the Israelites. It's an interesting story you really need to read. And he continued to persuade or try to persuade Balaam Lighthouse, we're going to study something that you really need to take to heart. Jude here is saying, be careful for these false ministers, Christians, people, teachers, anyone that looks holy doesn't always mean that they are holy. Because we're in the house of God doesn't mean that we are all following the will of the father. So Jude is saying, be careful, be be aware, be alert. They valued financial gain more highly than God's will. Balaam valued more financial gain than the will of God. Eventually, he led the Israelites. He didn't curse them, Ellie. He didn't curse them, but he found another way. And as, we're, as I'm speaking, you're going to connect the dots of what is it God is trying to tell me not to do? What is God trying to tell me not to do? Well, we see here that he walked around as as a so-called prophet doing the will of God, but then here comes a king that tries to get him and persuade him to do something very, very ungodly against the people of God. Lighthouse, as we study this, remember not all Christians, not all people are godly. Balaam was not an Israelite. He was a compromised prophet. He was a compromised prophet. In other words, uh, my sister Anne-Marie, he could be bought. Can you be bought? Can you be bought? He was a compromised prophet that led men into sin, not to stand in righteousness. Balaam was an opportunist. He was an opportunist. Wherever he saw opportunity for himself, he jumped on it. Consider your own life. Do you put the things of this world, do you put the things that are beneficial to you ahead of the things of God? Do you take those opportunities and override the things of God For your own benefit and your own gain. See, he was a prophet that collaborated, listen, with God's enemies. Here is a man that proclaimed Christ, but instead of doing what was right and telling Balak, you know what, don't come to me. What you're telling me to do is wrong, that is a sin. I'm not going to do it. Get away from me. He didn't do that. He compromised David, the word of God. He could be bought. He could be persuaded. And God is saying, whatever happens in this world, you better be sure that you are not easily persuaded to do evil and to shun the word of God so that you can gain something from the things of this world. Lighthouse. God loves us enough to be a good dad and to wake us up. Tell your neighbor, wake up. What was Balaam's error, Lighthouse? He chose profit over integrity. He chose profit over integrity. I ask you tonight, do you have integrity with your walk in Christ Jesus? Do you have integrity? Does your walk with Christ matter to you? Not in public, but when no one's looking. Do you do what is right behind closed doors? Do you get offended when someone confronts you in your sin? Do you get offended when someone asks you to sin? That's probably a better question. You see, you see, Balaam was not offended that he was asked to do something sinful. If somebody comes to you and asks you to do something sinful, are you offended for God? Are you offended? Oh yes, Sister Lethe, I'm a, I would get offended if they told me to curse the people of God. I'd, I'd be mad as heck. Would you be mad if they said, hey, let's go have a drink? That's still a sin. Would you be offended if they started to gossip about your leaders? Hey, 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 that's not good. That's not right. We should not be talking like this. Do you get offended? For the sake of righteousness, Balaam was not offended. Lighthouse, do you seek to hurt others without remorse or conviction? Are you okay with hurting someone and then you have no remorse, you have no conviction? See, this was the heart of Balaam. Let's turn to Numbers 22, 2 through 13. Let's jump into our word. And I want you to write down somewhere in your notes, and I know all of you are taking notes, praise God. Numbers chapters 22 through 25, that's something, the story to read behind it all. But we're going to take portions of it for lack of time. Now Balak, son of Zippor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and Moab was terrified because there were so many people. Indeed, Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites. The Moabites said to the elders of Midian, this horde is going to lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, son of Zippor, who was king of Moab at that time, sent messengers to summon Balaam, son of Beor, who was at Pithor near the Euphrates River in the native land, Balak said. A people has come out of Egypt and they cover the face of the land and have settled next to me. Now come and put a curse on these people because they are too what? powerful for me do you know that's how the people of the world see Christians and that's why they're fearful of us perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land for I know that whoever you bless is blessed and whoever you curse is cursed the elders of Moab and Midian left taking with them the fee for divination When they came to Balaam, they told him what Balak had said. Spend the night here, Balaam said to them, and I will report to you with the answer that the Lord gives me. So the Moabite officials stayed with him. God came to Balaam and asked, who are these men with you? We already know God knew. Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent me this message. A people that has come out of Egypt, covers the face of the land. Now come up and put a curse on them for me. Perhaps then I will be able to fight them and drive them away. But God said to Balaam, do not go with them. You must not put a curse on those people because they are, say it again. And we're going to focus on that because that's going to be important. The next morning, Balaam got up and said to Balak's officials, go back to your own country for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. Give God praise. Now, if you continue reading the story, this continues to go on and on. When they say that when he sees that they said no, they send more people, more money and they keep at it. It doesn't it doesn't end there and that's why I say to you that the enemy will never stop. Especially say especially if he sees a little crack in your door. If he sees a crack in your door Lighthouse, I got to ask you this. Why would they go to Balaam? What did they see in Balaam that made it okay to go ask him to curse the Israelites? They had to see something in him in order to go ask him. So if people see something in you and they're okay with asking you to do something that is not right, you got to check what door is open in your life that makes someone think that you're okay with sin. Somebody say ouch or amen. What do they see in you? I would be offended. What do you see in me that would make you want to come and tell me let's go out and party? What do I look like? What the heck? But there was something in him. There was something about him. They saw the way he acted. They saw the way that he was. And they knew this guy could be bought. And how many of you know that people see that in us too? People can see when we're not sold out to Christ. People can see When we will compromise the things of God and Satan will try to use that open door to come in and try to pressure you into doing things that are not right. Lighthouse, I don't care who it is. If someone is telling you to do something that is not right, you better close that door and you better close it quickly. Anything that goes against the things of God, you need to close that door. Because if you don't, that's only going to get worse and worse and worse. The enemy will press in. And the temptations will only get greater. Balaam, Mike, was playing with fire. So I want you to picture this as a parent you have kids and one of your kids comes to you and tells you, hey mom, hey dad, you know this, this guy at school, he's going to pay me $200 if I can get my brothers and sisters into the backyard of the school so a group of them can beat them up. What would you say as a parent? What the heck is your problem? you beat the kid up. What, what audacity to come to God to say, I want to curse your children because someone's going to pay me to do it. What audacity that Balaam had to come to God And say, you know, hey God. I want to curse these people because it's good money. And you know, you you look at God's response. We, we, We serve such a compassionate God. A God of compassion and patience. We would have strangled our own kids. I know we would, all of us. We would not allow any of that evilness but God had patience and he said who are these men? You know what he was trying to do? He's trying to get him to open his eyes. These people are evil. Don't follow them. Don't go with them. He's trying to teach him. See if you're a child of God, you already know what God is going to say. How many of you know what God would say if you were saying, God, I want to punch my wife. What do you, you know what God's going to say. You don't need to go and pray about it. But this is what Balaam was doing. He really, really, really wanted The prophet. Lighthouse, when you come to church, what is your reason for coming? Balaam's reason for being near God was not to worship him and honor him. Are you here for God? Are you here to seek God? Are you here to honor him, to worship him? Some people are in the house of God. For their own benefit. To socialize. To hang out. A social club. Because they're bored. Because somebody dragged them. Coming to God. Should not be for self edification. It should not be for your own glory. For your own power. And we certainly. Should not be. In the house of God to get financial or social gain. Do you know how many churches today are all about, and I say this cautiously, about what they can get out of a ministry? And I'm not just talking money. I'm talking power and positions and and the glory and whatever it may be. They sell out. They sell out. Balaam was called upon to curse the people of God. And he didn't curse them. So people will say, hey, but, but he didn't curse them, sister Lethe. No, but he was in the middle of trying to convince God to let him curse the people of God. So what does that say, OJ, about his heart? Was it in the right place? No. His heart wasn't in the right place. He was trying to negotiate with God financial gain by destroying the people of God. Do not fall into the error of Balaam. Are you starting to see a little bit about the character of Balaam and what he was and why we need to be careful? Godly people, Lighthouse are not sought after to do evil to the people of God. Nobody should be coming to you to try to hurt somebody else in the body of Christ. Listen to me, Lighthouse. Nobody should come to you to try to turn you against someone else in the house of the Lord. I don't care who it is. I don't care what that person has done. No one should come in to try to tell you and to feed you negativity so that you can turn on somebody else in the body. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. They shall inherit the kingdom of God. So when someone comes to you and they want to turn you against someone in the body of Christ, your thing should be, you know what? Let's pray together. Let's try to find a way to bring peace between you and this other person. You should never be okay with there being negativity, brokenness, and destruction in the body of Christ. Lighthouse. Be careful when worldly people turn to you to do evil. Be careful. Sometimes we think well, that doesn't happen to me. I, I don't see that happening. You know, sometimes we do things and we don't even realize that they're things that are evil because we're so used to doing wrong. Hello? You know, you, you got to think about that. I, I, Sister Leti, I I don't do that. Well, if you clock in and then you go down to the break room and you take a 30-minute break and you're clocked in and should be working. Hello. That's not a sin, Sister Letty. I'm actually talking to my coworker downstairs and we're talking about work. See, it doesn't matter what it is. It's integrity. We're going back to integrity. We go back to integrity, doing everything that is right when the doors are closed, when no one is looking. That is what God calls us to be. Balaam was not. He was trying to act holy, but he was far from holy. He was far from holy. Lighthouse, we need to be in the right heart and in the right mindset Because God is telling us we need to be prepared and we need to be made right before the Lord. Balaam, Balaam Lighthouse was open to the work of the world. He was open to do that which was wrong in the sight of God. Are you open to do things that are wrong in the sight of the Lord? Could you be bought? Could you be... Can you be persuaded to do something that is not right? Ask yourself that tonight. Think about that tonight. Can you be persuaded to do something that is not right? Don't answer me. That's God asking you. Lighthouse, what do people see in you that would make them even ask you? Though he knew what was right, he pursued a loophole Because of greed. And how many of us do that? He pursued a loophole. He knew what was wrong. He knew that he shouldn't do it. He knew that he shouldn't be with these men. He knew that he shouldn't ask. But he pursued loopholes. Loopholes. And how many times do we do that in God? We find loopholes to reject the things of God. Okay, well, I know God said I should read my Bible and I should go to church and I should, you know, seek him. But I think if I turn on Joel Osteen for 30 minutes, I think that's about the same. Loopholes, because you know what God has called you to do and how God wants you to serve him and where God wants you to serve him. But we try to do things our way. He was weighted down by the pleasures of this world and he would easily compromise the righteousness of God. Lighthouse, don't let the things of this world blind you and take you away from the things of God. Revelations 2.14, let's turn there quickly. Revelations 2.14. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of who? Come on, stay awake with me. Teaching of who? Balaam. Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food, sacrificed to idols, and committed sexual immorality. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Balaam. Since he could not curse the Israelites, he said, well, I'll tell you what I can do. Let me teach you how to tempt the Israelites so they can start offering food to idols and worshiping idols, and committing sexual immorality, and then God will curse them. He went out of his way to find a way to commit this horrible sin. Since he couldn't do it this way, I'm going to do it this way. And how many believers do we have in the house of God that say, you know what? If I can't get it this way, I'm going to do it this way. Willing to sin without remorse, without any conviction. And and Revelations tells us this. I have this against you. It's talking to the church today. There are some of you that are following the teachings of Balaam. Because we ourselves, not only should we not be living in sin, we should not be enticing others to live in sin. business trying to get others to sin with us. And we do this constantly. We live in a world that thinks it's okay. What is the big deal? One drink. Well, well, we'll get married later. So what if we're living together? We don't think anything about casual sin how many of you know there's no such thing in the word of God as casual sin it's either sin or it's not sin and Balaam found a way around it how many of you know you can't get around God he knows what you did wrong and he knows that you did it I don't care what you label it the way of Balaam is the way of greed and the way of corruption lighthouse, don't have a corrupt heart, have a pure heart, have a right heart, have a a heart that is true and right, holding no malice towards anything, anything and anyone in the body of Christ. The way of Balaam is the way of greed and corruption, knowing what is right, but seeking evil for your own personal gain. Knowing what is right, but it's okay because even though I know that I shouldn't do these things, I'm still going to do them because I'm going to get some type of gain from it. You know, I, one thing I, and I'm going to say this cautiously, and I know some of you may throw tomatoes at me. That's okay. It's still what God wants me to do. But since my kids were little, I always taught my, my kids growing up, whenever you Find and start getting a job make sure that you put God first put the Lord first and they would come and say mom mom but I got a, a good job and, and and it's at this place and man it's a good opportunity do they make you work on Wednesdays and Sundays well sometimes Wednesdays but no but mom but, but, no no And not only did I tell my children that, I myself was put in that position. God is my witness as I stand here. I had an interview at at a bank and the the manager sat there and she said, you put here that you don't work on Wednesdays and Sundays. And I had already told her I was a Christian. And she said, she asked me this in the interview. What will you do if we open on Sundays? Because some of their branches were open on Sundays. And I said, if we open on Sundays, I told her, I will bow out gracefully. God is my witness. By the end of that interview, not only did I get the job, I was praying over her, laid hands on that manager and prayed over her. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the other one. That was the next one. Yeah, I actually stayed there. And that lady and I prayed over that branch every morning. We did. God honest truth. And then another manager that came started coming to the church and became part of the church and serving in this ministry. Because I don't compromise the things of God for financial gain. You can label it however you want. but, But giving God four hours of your time in the house of God is not a lot to ask for. We give the TV and computers and your phones a lot more time than that. Without excuse. And I will tell you, I have never hungered. I have never begged for bread. God has always been my provider. The provider of my children and my grandchildren. And he has given us above and beyond. And we are blessed and highly favored. Never seek wealth over the things of God. I tell you Lighthouse because The little compromises, the little foxes, the little things become big things. Big things. We have to try to keep our hearts and minds straight in the Lord because the time is coming near. It's drawing near. God is coming and that road is getting more and more narrow. It's getting narrow. And you need to get rid of all the junk in your life so that you can walk on that narrow path and start making your heart right and leading your loved ones onto that path that leads to eternal righteousness. Come on, somebody. Lighthouse. Satan wants to manipulate you. Because if he can manipulate you, He can cause you to hurt those around you. He can try to use your desires to bring other people down. Don't allow the devil to lead you down Balaam's path. Do not bow down to Balaam. Open your eyes, pursue God with a righteous heart and pure motives. 2 Peter 2.15 So it's not only in Revelations, it's not only in Jude. Now we're looking in the book of Peter, Second Peter. They have left the straight way. Who is it talking to? The world? No. It's not talking to the world, it's talking to you and me. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow who? The way of Balaam, son of Bazar, who loved The wages, there's the wages, wages of wickedness. So, is it really talking about money? The wages of wickedness. You know, look around you, Lighthouse. Clubs are much fuller than churches today. Sadly, a lot of those clubs have Christian people in them a lot why because they've wandered away from the straight and narrow path to follow the way of Balaam things that profit them the wages of wickedness Praise God, it may be hard to be here tonight, you may be tired, you may have had a hard day, but praise God that you are still one of the ones that is sitting in the house of God, still on the straight and narrow path, still seeking the way of righteousness. We're all tired, we're all, we all have had hard days. It's not easy, we all have struggles in our lives and in battles with our people at home and people around us, but you know what? We got dressed, we came and we made it into the house of God. Because nothing should ever stop you from being in the house of God. I'm here to serve God. And people are going to look at you and say, why are you here? And you're crazy and too much church and too much. You know what? It doesn't matter. I have to keep my eyes on God, not you. So stop talking. Stop talking. If you can't encourage me, don't bring me down. If you can't encourage me, don't bring me down. I don't want to hear it. Many have gone astray. Some of your family members, some of your brothers, some of your sisters, your aunt, your uncle, some people have gone astray. Do you care? What are you doing to bring them back? Many people are seeking their own profit and they're compromising the way of the Lord. Lighthouse. But even in all of this, how many of you know that God is still at work even in these evil circumstances around evil people? How many of you know we are still blessed and highly favored? (laughs) Lighthouse turn to Numbers 22.12. We're going to go back to that. But God said to Balaam, Do not go with them. You must not put a curse on those people because what? They are blessed. Remember, I told you, remember that, focus on that, because we're going to come back to it. Well, guess what? We're back to it. Lighthouse. When God says you're blessed, you're blessed. No one can curse what God has blessed. You are blessed, Isaiah. You are blessed, Eric. You are blessed, Andy. You are blessed. I know sometimes it feels like everybody's coming against you and talking negative about you. But you know what? If God has called you blessed, you are blessed and highly favored. No man can curse what God has blessed. Take that to heart because we fall apart, we get discouraged. Oh my gosh, my husband's talking about me, my wife's talking about me. All this is, you know, this is my aunt, my my whole family's gossiping about me, and you know, everybody hates me. And it doesn't matter what people say. What matters, Betty, is what God says. And God says, You are blessed. You are blessed. See, and, and even when you can't see it, David, even when you can't see it, God is already fighting for you he's already there fighting for you. The Israelites had no idea that God was having this battle with Balaam. He had no idea that the devil was trying to curse. The Israelites didn't know, hey, someone's trying to curse us. And sometimes you don't realize that Satan is trying to curse you, but God is already there fighting for you. He's already there fighting on your behalf and He's telling your enemies don't worry about it because you can't curse them even if you tried. God is already coming to your enemies. He's coming to those that are trying to attack you. And He's fighting your battles while you are doing the will of God. While you are doing the will of God. Lighthouse I ask you tonight, don't ever be willing to alter the Bible. To change the Word of God or the teachings of the Word of God or the principles of the Word of God. Don't try to change it around to benefit you financially, socially, a status, a position. Be alert. Don't be willing because it's going to come to you. And it may look beautiful. And it may tempt you. But you know what? You're going to recognize it now. You're going rec- to know it because you've learned it tonight. And when it comes, you're going to say, not doing it. It looks great. It feels great. I know that I really, really want that. But I do not want to follow the way of Balaam because God has warned me. I will not. I will not. All this time, Balaam is thinking, man, I'm great. I got all this power. I'm holy. And lo and behold, did he not realize that he was a curse to God, an abomination to the Lord. I don't wanna ever find out that here I am thinking I'm serving God, but I'm truly an abomination to God. Because I thought, You see, if you examine your life, you're going to know the truth. If I know I'm doing wrong and I'm okay with it, then I'm probably on Balaam's path. But if I have conviction over the things that matter, why did I say that? Why did I, I should not have said that. I need to say, I'm sorry. I need to fix this. I can't be doing that. I know. Then you know that God and the Holy Spirit are working in your life. see because when the doors are closed something is telling you no 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 don't open that computer no no don't talk to that person no don't say that no and you know doesn't mean you're perfect but it means you're battling with your flesh to try to do something that you know is right we are instructed in the Word of God To guard our hearts, our minds. Be careful not to be as Balaam. Who allowed himself to be used by the devil. To lead others astray. And to do things that were evil for their own gain. Lighthouse, God is working on your behalf. I want you to know something tonight. God is working on your behalf. Some of you are discouraged tonight. Some of you are really tired. Some of you are really trying. But God wants you to know that even when you're not looking, God is working with you and for you. Don't be discouraged. God is working in your life. He's protecting you even though you don't see it. Don't grow weary. He's teaching you something. Yes, God is in our midst. No one can curse the people that God has blessed. And Lighthouse, you are blessed. God watches over you. And he delivers you from the devil that right now is out to get you. Though many seek to do you harm, rest assured Lighthouse, God has your back. God has your back. You're covered. And God has your back. Stand up with me. again thank you for joining us our hope is that the word the lord has given us to share with you truly creates change not only in your heart but to anyone you share this with until next time may the lord bless you and keep you how beautiful are the feet of those that bring the good news have a blessed day